This podcast sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo. A Cherry Hill Volvo and XC40 can be leased for as low as $459. And an XC90 leased for as low as $629. The Cherry Hill Volvo offers are very aggressive. Spring into Cherry Hill Volvo for incredibly fabulous offers. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, this is the drive at 530 minutes of non-stop talk with Rich Zioli. The craziness of New York City can be summed up in the following story that I'm going to share with you about what the district attorney there, Alvin Bragg, tried to do to people with fake vaccine cards. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210. We are loaded up. It's a jam-packed day on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Don't forget, Wednesday night, our big event with author Terry Hayes, his book, The Year of the Locust will be in Wayne, PA, and I'd love for you to join us for that event. Just go to 1210WPHT.com to get your tickets. It's going to be our speaker series event at Main Point Books in Wayne, PA. It starts 7 p.m. this coming Wednesday, so please join us for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. The big story of the day today is still the border, and that is brought to you by Dr. Mike Venaria. VenariaDental.com, my buddy, my friend, the master of dental implants himself, an all-around great, great dentist. So please make an appointment to see him today by going to VenariaDental.com, V-A-N-A-R-I-A. Alvin Bragg is a lunatic. We know that. I mean, we know that the district attorney of New York is a lunatic. He just let those illegal immigrants who beat up cops go. But this is amazing. So he actually had charged a bunch of people with having fake vaccine cards. There was a while where Manhattan had a New York City had a had a vaccine mandate to do pretty much anything. You go into a restaurant, go to a bar, go to a Broadway show, whatever. And about a hundred people bought fake vaccine cards from a stripper in New Jersey because, of course, <laughs> there has to be a tie into Jersey and there has to be a tie into a stripper. So a stripper in New Jersey was selling fake vaccine cards. And 100 people had allegedly bought the fake vaccine cards from the same stripper, and the district attorney there charged them with felony criminal possession of a forged instrument. instrument. But he only chose to go after 16 out of the 100. 14 of those 16 opted to plead out to lesser charges. The other people did not face any indictments because either they had prior felony convictions, which would have meant they went to prison, or they were people whose immigration status might be at risk if they were convicted. So they didn't pursue charges against them. You talk about selective prosecution here. Number one, it's insane to go after people for vaccine cards, Fugazi cards, but whatever. That's you know, neither here nor there. Let's just think about this for a moment here. Selective prosecution. So your immigration status might be at risk. Therefore, we're not going to pursue charges. Uh, you have prior felonies, which mean you, you might end up in prison. So therefore, we're not going to pursue charges. 
But you people over there who've done nothing wrong before, we're going to go after you. Of those 16, 14 pled out. Two others fought back and said, no, not doing this. Absolutely not. And a judge threw out the charges. Thank God. New York State Supreme Court Justice Brandon T. Lantry dismissed felony charges against two residents who had bought fake COVID-19 vaccine cards going over the head of Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. Bragg had charged the two, who were identified only by their initials, with felonies after they allegedly bought fake vaccine cards from a stripper in New Jersey in an apparent attempt to skirt the Big Apple's vaccine mandate. The Manhattan DA chose 16 of approximately 100 who allegedly bought the fake vaccine cards from the same stripper and charged them with felony criminal possession of a forged instrument. One of the guys, though, pushed back, um, and two of the people pushed back, and the judge pushed back as well, noting that the Manhattan DA's office under Bragg's leadership has routinely, nearly daily, moved to dismiss significantly more serious counts or entire indictments. In some of those cases, the judge noted in his opinion, Bragg's office worked to dismiss charges against people with prior felony convictions or people whose immigration status might be at risk if they were convicted. These motions submitted by Bragg and his prosecutors are made months or even years after the 45-day period has expired to dismiss. Sexual assaults, drug sales, robbery, burglary, and other violent and nonviolent serious felony offenses. And critics were quick to call out Alvin Bragg on social media after the charges were dismissed. Buck Sexton tweeting out, in Bragg's version of America, hoodlums who steal, rape, and murder deserve the most leniency possible. But people who refuse to go along with the moronic vax card tyranny deserve to have their lives ruined. Monica Crowley tweeting out, Soros DA Alvin Bragg is prosecuting people for having fake vax cards three years after the fact, while letting killers, rapists, drug dealers, and illegal alien invaders who assault cops walk free. Are you paying attention yet? So good for this judge to slap back on the district attorney who is an absolute, um, you know, I mean, that, but that's near, right there in that one story. I just summed up for you exactly why New York is so freaking insane. Biden is going after grocery store chains. He's taking a page out of Justin Trudeau's book in Canada. So Trudeau started doing this about a year and a half ago, two years ago, yelling at grocery stores to lower their prices. And now Biden is doing the same thing. Because you and I both know, because of Biden's inflation, we are all dealing with the high prices. So now, Biden said, there are still too many corporations in America ripping people off. Price gouging, junk fees, greedflation, shrinkflation. And now he's trying to blame the grocery stores and blame the corporations for charging these prices. But of course, you know and I know, and the reason we all know this is because these prices have nothing to do with the fact that these people are greedy. These people are are charging because everything has caused prices to go up. Kroger's group vice president of corporate affairs said the following. We agree with President Biden. Too many grocers in America have increased margins in contrast to us who have reduced our margins consistently for nearly 20 years to save customers billions. Through our merger with Albertsons, Kroger will lower prices for even more of America's consumers. Only problem is the government's fighting that merger. A new analysis from the White House Council on Economic Advisors suggests that elevated profit margins among large grocery retailers could be contributing to the stubbornly high price of food on, on store shelves. Hey, you see, this is the New York Times. Don't you think, geniuses, that if all this was a, was a scam, 
that at least one store would undercut this. We don't have a Kroger in our area, but ShopRite, Wegmans, somebody else would undercut this and charge the real prices. Because the, if, if it's all just them just trying to be greedy and they're all in on it together, usually the way a free market works is that then somebody will come along with a better price, if they can still make money on that, and sell it at that better price. And then people will buy it from you because you're selling something I want at a better price than somebody else. That's just what we call basic economics. However, if you can't lower the prices because the cost of the item is too expensive, then you can't lower the prices. Because so much of what we're dealing with in inflation in this economy is because of Biden's spending and going after energy and going after agriculture in general, all these things. But no, 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 let's blame the grocery store, you idiot. Blame the grocery store. It's another one of those, you know, deflect and dodge kind of things. There you go. But Biden, of course, doesn't know where he is, who he's talking to, or when he's talking to that person. So he was giving a speech. He said um, right after he was elected, he went to the G7 meeting and met with Mitterrand from Germany. Mitterrand is the uh, former French president who died in 1996. But nevertheless, Joe Biden says he met with him recently at a G7 meeting. Take a listen. Oh, wait, hang on. Uh-oh. Oh, wait, got it. Hang on, here we go. People have More Odyssey internet issues? Uh, right, right, right. No, this just seems to be a regular audio issue. Uh-oh. Yeah, because that's not playing at all. Oh, it's not playing? I can't, I can't hear it. Oh, can that's you hear weird. it, Rich? I can hear it. I can't hear it, no. Oh, all right, well, hang on while I figure this out. That's strange. I could hear it just fine. But nobody over, nobody listening on the radio <laughs> or uh, streaming on the Odyssey app could hear it. it, it yeah. So we're as happy as you, you hear can it, hear it. Yeah, as, <laughs> as you hear it. I could hear okay. it. Yeah, just fine. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, hang on. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll re-download it. Hang on. <laughs> I'll, I'll re-download it, he says. All right. At, while you do that, let me, let me share this with you as well. Uh, I mentioned this story to you at the start of the show today. Fears grow that a key Trump legal fight could be delayed. So this is the fear now from the left. They're really hoping they could get Trump in court before March 4th, Super Tuesday. And that they know, and I broke the story, well, I didn't break the story, but the story broke on the show on Friday, that that, that court date is, is over now. It's done. Obama-era acting U.S. Solicitor General Neil Ketow told MSNBC on Sunday, quote, I am officially now at the freakout stage. Because now U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkin issued a full stop on the trial proceedings, indefinitely delaying Trump's trial once set for March 4th. That only bolsters Trump's strategy to run out the clock and potentially pardon himself for the federal charges should he again win the White House, sidelining prosecution before a conviction. I'm officially at the freakout stage. Oh, they're, oh, they are so nervous. Their big plan, of course, was to get Trump on trial prior to Super Tuesday and hope that people would make a different choice. That's not going to happen now. It's not going to happen. In addition to that, of course, as you know, as I've been telling you, the Georgia case against Trump is dead as well. Ever since the district attorney, Fawny Willis, came out and said that she was having an affair with the guy who she brought on to be the special prosecutor and paid him to the tune of $700,000. So that case is done to her office is going to lose it. And that's the end of it. And then th their their idea of getting Trump behind bars, really what they wanted was Georgia. They really wanted Ch Georgia because then in Georgia, Trump would, be, would not be able to pardon himself. And they would have to have him incarcerated on Inauguration Day. We would have the Navy SEALs go in and rescue him. 
Escape from Georgia penal edition for the penal system, penal code. But the different kind of penal system caused the case to blow up. And that is Phony Willis and the guy sleeping together. Huge conflict of interest. $700,000 the guy gets and then takes her on trips and it's bad. And that's over. So now that's over too. All right. Do you have my clip? No. No. Do we have any clips? Is it just that one? Yeah, I don't know. The way the audio comes through on that clip, it only records in like one ear. So you got to like... Do you have an, I see it on Grabian too. Uh, they just posted it, Matt. Maybe it's better if we try it there. Uh, he'll be in in a second. He's 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 got what it. Do go, what do we go, grab a snack? No, you had to go in a different studio and record it because the computer he uses doesn't record anything. All right, I'll uh, I'll just I just texted it to him. Try try this one. I just I sent him a different. He'll be one. it'll be it'll be ready in a second. Can you can you play the Shane Gillis audio though while we're waiting? Yeah, sure. All right, so Shane Gillis, who was canceled by Saturday Night Live, is going to be hosting Saturday Night Live, which is great news because again, it's a victory against cancel culture. Just like how last night we had that beautiful duet between Luke Holmes, Luke Holmes, and um, Tracy. Um, Help me now, Henry Chapman, Chapman for a fast yeah. car. And it was great. It was a beautiful duet. I'll talk more about this as the show goes on, showing you that that whole controversy was a man-made stage, woke, left, fugazi controversy. They never should have canceled Shane Gillis in the first place. He made jokes on a podcast, but they canceled him. Then he went on and did his own thing on the internet. And he built up a huge following. He had a big following before, but he built up an even bigger following. And then Bud Light hired him to be their new guy. Because Bud Light wants to win back men, and Shane Gillis is funny, and they think that he can help win people back. After the disastrous Dylan Mulvaney campaign, one of the absolute biggest disasters ever, and Shane Gillis actually is a Bud Light drinker, so he's going to be their spokes guy. So then Saturday Night Live decided to bring him on. Now, the question is, of course, is Saturday Night Live doing that because they're trying to win back more conservative-type viewers? Is that why they had Nikki Haley on last night? Although I don't think she's a conservative, but you know what I mean. Is that why they had Haley on Saturday night? Who knows? All I know, though, is that Shane Gillis may not, it may not go well for him when he hosts Saturday Night Live. I was not aware of this. Henry brought this to my attention. Of course, here in Pennsylvania, we are acutely aware of what he's talking about. I think the whole country is. But nevertheless, this is what he said. Uh, Bud Dwyer on stage. I should Bud Dwyer. I, dude, if I ever get on SNL, I will Bud Dwyer. I'll be like, live from my mouth, this f***ing gun. <laughs> Just... Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, he's going to Bud Dwyer it right on Saturday Night Live, uh. which is one of the most prominent Pennsylvania moments in political history, if not ever, I'd say, Bud Dwyer. Oof. Uh, so Shane, don't do it. Don't go through with it. All right. Don't go through with it, pal, please. Uh, all right. We got the audio here. This is Biden talking about a dead guy who, uh, is not even German. Take a listen. People have pled guilty. You know, right, right, right after I was elected, I went to a, what they call a G7 meeting, all the NATO leaders. And it was in, it was in the South of England. And I sat down and I said, America's back. And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean, from France, looked at me and said, uh, said, you know, why, why, how, how long are you back for? <laughs> and I looked at him and the, and the Chancellor of Germany said, what would you say, Mr. President, if 
you picked up the paper tomorrow in the London Times, and the London Times said a thousand people break through the House of Commons, break down the doors, two bobbies are killed in order to stop the election of the Prime Minister, what would you say? I never thought about it from that perspective. What would we say if that happened in another democracy around the world? First of all, Mitterrand from France died in 1996. So Joe Biden was talking to a dead guy at the G7. So now he's talking to ghosts. I can only imagine what happens at the White House when he walks around the White House talking to the pictures of the presidents. How many of them come to life and talk to him? Maybe at some point we'll hear that too. What Jefferson told him the other night. Anyway, 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli if you want to weigh in today on everything we are discussing. And we got a lot going on. The climate change lunatics are now coming for your tires. I'll get into that as well. But J.D. Vance... J.D. Vance over the weekend went on ABC Sunday with the unbiased journalist George Stephanopoulos. Now, please do not confuse him with George Stephanopoulos, who worked for Bill Clinton and ran his communication shop and, of course, oversaw all the bimbo eruptions and dealing with that along with James Carville. Well, that's what they called them back then, the bimbo eruptions. Not the same George Stephanopoulos. That George Stephanopoulos also died in 1996 along with Mitterrand from France. This George Stephanopoulos is a totally different George Stephanopoulos, an unbiased journalist, no relation to that George Stephanopoulos who died after he killed Mitterrand in France. Choked on a baguette. True story. No joke. No joke, folks. George Stephanopoulos choked on a baguette, a croissant in Paris and died. But this George Stephanopoulos, no relation. Unbiased journalist, all just about being unbiased. That's what he does. In no way, shape, or form does he use his position to attack Republicans, defend Democrats, or tell Democrats what to do. Because that's not what an unbiased journalist does. For example, when this interview with J.D. Vance went wild and then the unbiased journalist shut it down, cut seven. You think it's okay for the president to defy the Supreme Court? No, no, George, I did not say fire everyone in the government. I said replace the mid-level bureaucrats with people who are responsive to the administration's agenda. Every civil That's servant in the administrative state. One of the problems, state. no, George, I said the mid-level bureaucrats, and one of the problems that we have in this government... You said every civil servant in the administrative state. Actually, who don't... Who, let me finish the, the answer, George. You asked the question. We have a major problem here with administrators and bureaucrats in the government who don't respond to the elected branches. Let's just give one very real world example of this. In 2019, Donald Trump, having defeated ISIS, said that we should redeploy our troops in Syria and Jordan out of the region. You had multiple members of the Defense Department bureaucracy who fought him on that. So what happened? We have people who are sitting ducks in the Levant right now three of whom just got killed because the bureaucrats aren't listening to the political branches. That's a fundamental component of our government, George, that whoever is in charge, agree or disagree with them, you have to follow the rules. If those people aren't following the rules, then of course you've got to fire them. And of course, the president has to be able to run the government as he thinks he should. That's the way the Constitution works. It has been thwarted too much by the way our bureaucracy has worked over the past 15 years. The Constitution also says the president must abide by legitimate Supreme Court rulings, doesn't it? The Constitution says that the Supreme Court can make rulings, but if the Supreme Court 
And look, I hope that they would not do this. But if the Supreme Court said the president of the United States can't fire a general, that would be an illegitimate ruling. And the president has to have Article two prerogative under the Constitution to actually run the military as he sees fit. This is just basic constitutional legitimacy. You're talking about a hypothetical where the Supreme Court tries to run the military. I don't think that's going to happen, George. But of course, if it did, the president would have to respond to it. There are multiple examples throughout American history of the president doing just that. You didn't say military in your answer, and you've made it very clear. You believe the president can defy the Supreme Court. Senator, thanks for your time this morning. No, 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 George. Roundtable's up next. We'll be right back. I mean, if that's not an unbiased journalist, I don't know what is. That's almost like something that a, a hack who worked for Bill Clinton would do to try to get a senator into a gotcha moment and twist his words and then promptly end the interview without allowing the senator the opportunity to come back and respond. But that's not what you saw happen there. What you saw happen there was a guy who twisted the senator's words to get him into a gotcha moment to embarrass a Republican senator and not give him the ability to respond, which is exactly what an unbiased journalist would do and a Democrat hack would not do, except I just said this Democrat hack would do that and the unbiased journalist would not do that. So never, I guess it cancels each other out. So yes, there you go. Unbiased journalism 101 in that moment. But the wait, there's more. That's how it ended on a gotcha moment with J.D. Vance, who's too too smart and too savvy. And George Stephanopoulos just wants to try to burn him and make him look bad because obviously ABC and their parent company, China, because they're owned by Disney and Disney, of course, is owned by China. So the parent company, the official name is ABC Disney China and the unbiased journalist George Stephanopoulos. Again, no relation to the other George Stephanopoulos. Totally different guy. This George Stephanopoulos, completely unbiased journalist there to make Republicans look like fools, as unbiased journalists do. And not at all like Democrat hacks do who ran Bill Clinton's campaign. But this George Stephanopoulos was not getting it from J.D. Vance, who's too smart to actually be able to fall for it, so he just shut the interview down. That's it, just shut it down, try to make him look bad. But he also uh, accused J.D. Vance of sanctioning sexual assault. I kid you not. The unbiased journalist also said this, cut six. How do you respond to that, that your support of Trump is sanctioning that kind of behavior, sexual assault and defamation? Well, I think it's actually very unfair to the victims of sexual assault uh, to say that somehow their lives are being worse by electing Donald Trump for president when what he's trying to do, I think, is restore prosperity. So I think it's insulting to victims of sexual assault. If you actually look at so many of the court cases against Donald Trump, George, this is not about prosecuting Trump for something that he did. It's about throwing him off the ballot because Democrats feel that they can't beat him at the ballot box. And so they're trying to defeat him in court. Uh, This case, like so many legal cases against Donald Trump, they're trumped up. They're they're in extremely left wing jurisdictions or it's actually the Biden administration prosecuting his chief political rival. I think most Americans recognize that this is not what we want to fight the 2024 election over. Let's fight it over issues. Let's fight it over how to redeliver prosperity to the American worker and peace to the world at large, not over these ridiculous court cases that, frankly, they've been throwing at Trump for well before he became a political candidate. And they're going to be going after him for a long time because his agenda is actually a threat to the people who have been calling the shots in this country for far too long. You call it a ridiculous case. These were juries that found him liable for sexual assault and defamation. That's ridiculous. 
These are juries, George, in extremely left-wing jurisdictions. These are cases that are very often funded by left-wing donors, and they're cases that are funded explicitly to harm him politically, not to seek justice for any particular group of individuals, George. If you look at all of these cases, the through line twofold. Number one, they're funded by Donald Trump's political opponents. And the goal here is not to help us actually have a real conversation about how to advance the country forward. Their goal is to defeat Trump at the courts because these people know they can't defeat him at the ballot box. It's really shameful, actually, George. If you think about so many of these people who say we're, we're living in a world where there's a threat to democracy, Donald Trump or his supporters are threats to democracy, and yet they're using the courts to deny the American people from even having a choice. If you don't like Donald Trump, of course, you can vote against him, but you should at least have that choice. And it's telling that the people who talk about threats to democracy are trying to destroy the democratic process in this country. We've got to talk about the issues, George. There are so many crises happening all across the world. There are so many problems right here at home. I think Donald Trump is the best guy to fix those problems. And I think that we have a very, very good chance of persuading the American people. What they don't want to talk about is weird juries in New York City. They want to talk about how to make their lives better and how to bring the world to a more peaceful place. So juries in New York City are not legitimate when they, when they find someone liable for sexual defamation and assault? <laughs> <laughs> well, when the case first of all, let me jump in here. First of all, uh, it was defamation, not sexual assault. But again, it's just it's just just classic, classic unbiased journalist George Stephanopoulos. Classic. Uh, all right, we got a lot more to get to before the show ends. So what? Do you, so what's the prediction, though, Henry? You think uh, Gillis will do a good job hosting Saturday Night Live? Oh, I think he'll kill it. I mean, hopefully not literally, but like, yeah, I, I think <laughs> I think everyone's going to tune in for this. Like, will you? One hundred percent. Yeah, Matt. I'll probably watch it. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I think. Yeah, it's, I may not watch it live, but I'll definitely watch it. Yeah, it's something that people are going to tune into, and I hope he like uh, pays homage to like Norm Macdonald when he came back. Oh right, because they, they canceled they Norm. Yeah, they and fired then they brought Norm him back and too. He came back and he says, "Well, you know, it's either I got a lot funnier or the show really sucks." <laughs> so I hope I hope he does something like that. That'd be good. <laughs> No, I think he'll. I think he'll be great. I hope he does not pull a Bud Dwyer. I, I think. I think he'll kill it. The classic way of comedians killing it, the way we say, "You killed that night." <laughs> Let's hope. By the way, did you see that Vanity Fair already has a piece out claiming that Saturday Night Live is now far right? Because Shane- I have it. I have it right in front of me with my formerly pangolin stained fingers right here, and I'm reading about this now. And they're saying that. Um, this isn't the first SNL candidate that SNL, the first candidate that SNL has amplified via comedy. Trump has hosted the show twice. In fact, there's a viral video of Trump as president when he hosted Saturday Night Live. It's like a future presidency, and he's going on about, talking about how the world is at peace and the immigration problem has been curbed and the economy's doing great. It's always like everything that actually happened under Trump. Anyway, uh, they bring up Jesse Jackson, Ralph Nader, Rudy Giuliani, John McCain, Bernie Sanders, and a number of other presidential candidates have appeared during their campaigns. But they go on to talk about how they think the show now is trying to go to the right to appeal to conservatives. And this is where they, they this is what they write about Shane Gillis. Ready? After remarks from a year or so old episode of his podcast resurface, including mockery of Chinese people, racial generalizations about other comedians, and the use of gay 
and a gay slur as a description of confessional-style comics, Gillis was fired, with a spokesperson for SNL saying the language Gillis used was offensive, hurtful, and unacceptable. Gillis seemed to double down in his comments in his first appearance after his firing, which arguably makes Haley, because they tied Nikki Haley into this because she was on over the weekend, herself no stranger to hurtful language, seem slightly more apologetic. And hey, perhaps apologies are for suckers, though that's not the word Gillis would use, I'll bet. Despite his announcement upon his dismissal that he was more of a mad TV guy, the Bud Light Pitchman has been invited to back to host SNL on February 24th. The show's musical guest will be 21 Savage, who is no stranger to controversy himself. In 2018, the rapper apologized for anti-Semitic lyrics in his song ASMR. He also went on to record with misogynistic and anti-gay remarks in a Rolling Stone cover story last year. Oh, Vanity Fair, you're adorable. You know that? You're so cute. So what did Nikki Haley say on Saturday Night Live? We got that for you, too. And, uh, yes, the environmental lunatics are coming for your tires. Simone Sanders says, I'll tell you when it's time to panic about Joe Biden's poll numbers. And when the article came out, the story that came out that said Biden privately called Trump a sick F and more. Is that true? Well, it seems we have confirmation of the fact. I'll share that with you as well as the show continues here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli as we continue on a very busy Monday. Oh, and a little bit later, uh, his royal rugness, King Philip the Unaccountable, wants to let 16-year-olds vote. I'll share that with you as well. But listen, Dr. Mike Veneri is a great guy, great friend of the show, the master of dental implants. I'd love for you to make an appointment to see him. Get the smile you deserve with Dr. Mike Venaria. I've been telling you about him. My whole family goes to see him. Complicated dental implants, you got to go to the best. Not a chain, and don't go to the closest dentist. Go to the best. Dr. Mike has two offices to serve you, Cinnamonson and Woodbury, both right over the bridge so it's easy to get to from wherever you are look you deserve a great smile you deserve to feel good about yourself a smile lights up the room and says so much about who you are so don't wait the people there are great the staff is great there's great music playing the offices are really really nice you'll love the treatment you'll love the care that's why for more than 10 years 10 consecutive years dr mike has been recognized as a top dentist in new jersey and if you've had an estimate for complicated dental work, please go see Dr. Mike Venaria for a second opinion. Would love for you to do that. So just go to VenariaDental.com, V-A-N-A-R-I-A. My buddy, my dentist, and my friend, and the master of dental implants, Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The Zioli Show, on your schedule, from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Oh, we got a lot going on today. So much. There's a ton going on. But uh, a couple things I want to bring to your attention that just happened uh, a few moments ago. So the question, of course, is going to be, is Joe Biden going to debate Donald Trump? Now, you know, I tell you, as bad as he is now, talking about seeing a, a dead French prime minister who died in 1996... As bad as he is now, how bad is he going to be in October? How bad is he going to be in September? You know, he's getting progressively worse. That that clip I played you earlier of him, where he's going on about how he, he goes to the G7 as president and talks to Mitterrand from Germany. I mean, Mitterrand from France. Mitterrand from France died in 1996. So he's, he's I mean, he's not there. He's not all there. He's, a, as Michael Rappaport put it, a walking cadaver. How much worse is it going to be in the fall? Democrats are thinking that. And look, say what you want about Trump. The guy is, is I mean, I, I know he made a mistake saying uh, Nikki Haley versus Nancy Pelosi regarding the National Guard troops. But people make mistakes. I think it's you got to look at patterns that determine whether or not somebody is lucid or not. And if you look at patterns of Joe Biden, you realize that Joe Biden is a freaking mess. But he came out short time ago. Uh, he didn't have an ice cream. He had what looked to be some sort of an ice cream shake, possibly. I'm not quite sure. And was asked about debating Trump. This is what he said. Donald Trump is ready to debate you right now. Do you accept? What did he debate you immediately? Immediately. Yes. Mm-hmm. Will you well, debate I, him? If I were him, I'd want him to debate me, too. You got nothing else to do. Yeah, nothing else to do except fight the government trying to prosecute him in federal court, fight the government trying to prosecute him in Georgia state court, um, fighting New York state, trying to destroy his business in civil court, otherwise fighting defamation suits. Other than that, he's got nothing to do. He's fighting your weaponized Department of Justice coming after him with a massive indictment to try to put him away behind bars as he's running for president of the United States of America. But you're right. He's got nothing to do. All his free time on his hands. The question is, what do you have to do, Mr. President, considering that you you launched all these missile strikes in the Middle East, you have not addressed the nation. You haven't spoken publicly. You haven't spoken from the Oval Office. You haven't even got to the White House podium. You're you're drinking milkshakes. You're walking around drinking milkshakes. Uh, Just so you know how bad Nikki Haley is, and you know I think Nikki Haley is, is bad. We've spent a lot of time on the show today telling you how bad this border bill is, and it's bad. This thing is a gigantic gift to Ukraine, $60 billion Ukraine aid package disguised as a border bill. That's what it is. It still lets in 5,000 people a day that we know of. And it basically doesn't really end catch and release because it doesn't end end catch and release because it gives people all kinds of exceptions to be able to claim a humanitarian reason why they should get to say. And I told you the number one humanitarian reason that these people have to say is climate change. 
Because Alejandro Mayorkas said it is the single biggest reason why people are, are fleeing countries to come to America. Climate change. So all you have to do is claim that great humanitarian crisis of climate change and you're going to be allowed to stay in the United States of America. This border bill is a disaster. It is a disaster that is not going to solve the problem in any way, shape, or form. All this is is a way to give money to Ukraine under the guise of it being a border bill. And that's it. And it's a joke. In fact, it was fireworks at the Senate GOP communications directors this a.m. over the border bill. After Senator Lankford's team gave a presentation on the bill and opened up for questions, Senator Mike Lee, you know we love Mike Lee on this show, was yelling at Lankford staff per multiple people in the room. Lee's aide eventually left the room saying betrayal. I am told the Mike Lee staffer just blew up the Republican Conference Committee meeting and stormed out. Among other invectives against the bill, he said that Senator Lankford might not want to get reelected, but the rest of their bosses do, followed by applause. While it sounds like the staffer had his very own Mr. Smith goes to Washington moment, it actually didn't turn out very well for him. Both Rogers and Desiderio added in separate tweets that the staffer's outburst and abrupt exit were immediately followed by raucous laughter. I'm told those in the room erupted in laughter after Senator Lee's aide stormed out. Another source tells me there was more laughter than applause inside the room after the staffer left the room. Good. Laugh at him. That shows you exactly what I mean about the Republican Party in the Senate. A bunch of clowns with, with a few exceptions, a bunch of clowns with uh, with with and clowns hire clowns. Clown senators hire clown staff members. That's the bottom line. So, yeah, they're all going to joke. It's a big joke. It's a big yuck it up. A big joke. Uh, here is um, Jen Psaki basically confirming that Joe Biden has called Donald Trump a sick F and more in private. Former White House spokesperson, now MSNBC anchor, cut four. Okay. There are a couple things that happened this week that may have gotten all Democrats a little excited. I mean, I'm not talking over the moon doing black flips excited, but definitely a little excited. First was a report from Politico revealing some of the things Joe Biden calls Donald Trump behind closed doors. We're going to put it up on the screen. None of it surprised me, really. But we're a family show, so we're not going to say any of it. But you get the idea from what you see there. I'm not condoning it, of course, but there were some definitely some definitely some Democrats out there who may have felt seen by it. Mm. So she all but confirmed it. All right. So back to Nikki Haley now. The swamp would like Nikki Haley to be there. They would be fine with it because Nikki Haley is all on board with the border bill. So while they're out there disparaging Trump and calling him a sick F and everything else, they're also working to do everything they can to try to help and save Nikki Haley's candidacy. Nikki Haley just went on with Neil Cavuto a short time ago and um, backs the border bill. The border bill that I've told you is is an outrageous, outrageous bill that will still let in 130,000 illegal immigrants a month that we know of. And they'll all be allowed to stay if they claim a humanitarian issue. It does nothing to secure the border, and it gives $60 billion to Ukraine. It also gives humanitarian aid, I'm using air quotes, to Gaza, which, of course, is money that will be controlled by Hamas. But here's what Nikki Haley said. Take a listen. Well, I, had, I still have you, Ambassador. I do want to get your take on this border bill. Um, you know, Donald Trump has famously said that Republicans who vote for it should be ashamed of themselves. We're, we're going to have Senator Lankford with us shortly, uh, who's amazed at the response it's getting and wondering if maybe that could be because Republicans um, might feel that they're in a better position not to have something like this, uh, that it could help Joe Biden and it wouldn't help them. How are you on this? 
There's two things going on here, and we have to speak hard truths. First of all, everybody's tired of a do-nothing Congress. I mean, can they do anything? Because we've seen nothing out of Republicans or Democrats. They have an inability to get anything done. The second thing is, you can't have Trump sitting there saying, don't do anything until the election. We have a completely open border. America's acting like it's September 10th, and we better remember what September 12th felt like, because it only takes one person across that border to create a 9-11 moment. We need this fix now. We need congressional members to stay in D.C. and not leave until they figure this out. Does that when mean I look this at the measure? Bill, does that mean this measure? That's right. I know you said it has warts and some issues like that. But if this is all it's going to be, um, with maybe slight variations, uh, better this than nothing? Well, I think, first of all, we do know what Congress does. When they pass something, then they wipe their hands and say, we already did that. Mm -hmm. If they're going to do this, they need to do it right. The one part I like about this bill is I like that it strengthens the asylum chart, the asylum requirements. That's very important. We haven't had that and we need that. The part that I don't like about the bill, it doesn't require remain in Mexico, which is very important at keeping them from coming on U.S. soil in the first place, and I don't like the 5,000 limit. We don't want anybody to come in. We can't say only when 5,000 people have crossed the border. They need to stay there. They need to figure this out. They need to adjust it, amend it, and so be against the can. bill. So and then turn around and be look- against the bill, like all the brave Republican senators are doing, like Rand Paul. But the thing is that she supports the Ukraine money. That's the little secret here. She does. And I'll I'll read you some tweets from Senator Rand Paul. There was a story that I'm pretty sure we covered last week. Officials say $40 million earmarked to buy uh, mortar shells for the war in Ukraine were stolen. Ukraine says corrupt officials, officials in the government, stole $40 million of U.S. aid meant to buy arms for the war with Russia. Senator Rand Paul tweets out, amazing. This predictable revelation is only a week old, and yet the swamp's new border security bill, in air quotes, gives Ukraine $60 billion more. From the squandering of your money to the fake border reforms, it's safe to declare this bill as anti-American. I'm a no. But he's not done. He said, Democrats proudly proclaim the new border law never closes the border. And of course, the entire $115 billion will be borrowed. Nothing absolutely nothing conservative about this deal and he's still not done any legislation impacting border security has significant consequences for our nation's security immigration system and taxpayers it is imperative that members of this body are afforded the opportunity to thoroughly review this this came from a joint statement by um senator ron wyden and Rand paul and rick scott of florida and he's still not done He said, instead of working to secure the border, Langford, McConnell, Schumer, and others were doing the complete opposite, using any opportunity to send foreign aid to other countries and use other avenues to waste taxpayer spending. So, and then he's still not done. Fed Chair Powell says federal debt problem is urgent. McConnell, Biden, and Schumer say borrow another $118 billion and send it to foreign countries. This bill is a disaster. Okay, this bill is a disaster. And you know, and I know that the swamp loves it because it gives money to Ukraine, which means and then that helps boost up our military industrial complex. So that's why this bill is being is being crammed through and it needs to it needs to die. And we need to have a separate bill on the border and then we need to have a separate debate on Ukraine funding and then Republicans should vote no. 
No, no, period. End it. But they won't do that. They support Ukraine funding too much. Speaker Johnson, who said the bill is, uh, well, actually, this is kind of an old cut. He since has said this bill that came out is now dead on arrival, at least in the House. So that's good. And we'll have to see what happens with um, with that. But you know what? Democrats are panicking over Joe Biden's poll numbers. I told you, showed you how it is very, very obvious to everybody that um, Trump is beating Biden in the state polls nationally as well. Simone Sanders among the uh, panel on Meet the Press. She's a former Kamala Harris staffer and Democrat strategist. And she says when it's time to really panic about Joe Biden's poll numbers, cut three. I know that we're just absorbing it this morning, but take us inside what you expect your Democratic colleagues at the White House in the campaign to say when they see these numbers. Look, I think the people are going to echo what they told Hallie this last night and this morning, that it is early and there is still time, which is true. Now, it's I think that the, the, the there is still time means there's time until August, September. Mm-hmm. If you were waiting all the way until November, if we were having this conversation in August, that is time for the pants on fire. <laughs> yeah, well, guess what? You're still going to have this conversation in August. I'm just letting you know. Uh, Sid on Twitter says, if I'm 16 and voting for school board elections, then here's my list of demands to earn my vote. Pizza five days a week in the cafeteria, and I want a Sunday bar. <laughs> no homework, more snow days, recess to be extended by 30 minutes. All school buses will have seats that recline. Well said, Sid. I'll get into that in the next hour with you. What King Philip the Unaccountable, his royal rugness, is proposing in New Jersey. Marcus Aurelius says, Rich, if illegals are coming to the USA because of climate change, doesn't that mean that the USA's climate must be pretty good? If illegals are coming to the USA for a better existence, why would they come to a place where the climate poses an existential threat? Great point. Well said. Uh, And um, Mike Braun says, since Biden talks to dead people, does he have lunch with the Seggies? I wonder what they talk about. Very good, Mike. It's a throwback to Chris Matthews saying Joe Biden pals around with the seggies, the segregationists in his own party, the Democrat senators. Uh, that check-in on social media brought to you by our friends at Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. I'm going to get into um, the fake cancel culture thing regarding Tracy Chapman and, and Luke Holmes. There's, a, there's, a, there's a, something to this I want to get into. I want to spend some time on this with you because I think it's very important to note. In addition, the music was excellent, but um, it really shows you how this stuff, these are manufactured controversies, and they really are. And it's just uh, something that um, we got we to gotta deal with. But before I do that, Henry, I know, was dying to... Play some killer mic for you in the six o'clock hour, but he can't do any of that. So, <laughs> but no. you are getting accolades on Twitter for your musical selections. By oh the way. well, nice. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. You're welcome. Yeah, you got called out for um, Hollywood Nights because that is that's a, that's actually a great return song. Oh, I love it. It's one of my favorites to play. Yeah, that's a great song to come back to. Like makes you feel peppy. Yeah, totally. In the five o'clock hour, coming back, coming off the drive at five, it's perfect. Old man Dudley says Hollywood Nights has two drum tracks. And why is Giordano wanting me to look at Gronkowski's package? I don't think that's what he was saying in that ad, uh, old man Dudley. But hit the Odyssey mo- Rewind and go take a listen and listen back. It's free money. Take take the bet. Yeah. This is, you can listen live for free on the Odyssey app and go back and find out if that's what Dom was saying about Gronk's junk. Henry's taking the bet. It's a free bet on FanDuel. I agree. I'm not, you know, not saying I'm not saying not to do that. 
Uh, also, <laughs> excuse me, uh, big six o'clock hour straight ahead, fourth and final hour. I want to thank my friends at Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 and Cherry Hill for being outstanding sponsors of the show. You know, Judith, Yosef, and the entire team are there for you each and every day. They are the best. And now is your opportunity to drive a beautiful S60 courtesy car for less than 29000 Oh, it's unbelievable. With less than 5,000 miles on them, these cars are like new and they are beautiful. You're going to love driving one. It's an incredible opportunity. The courtesy vehicles are used very rarely. I mean, they're for people that need a loaner car or for valet service, and that's why they're kept in incredible shape. That's why you're going to be able to get one for less than 29 grand. The Volvo S-Class is made in America. American jobs at their plant in South Carolina. And Cherry Hill Volvo stands with us. It's why we broadcast live from the Cherry Hill Volvo studios every single day. We're so proud of that partnership. Listen, I've driven the S60. I had it for five months during my Care by Volvo lease, and I loved it. It's fast. It's super luxurious. And the technology is unmatched. And you'll love the price. Less than twenty nine grand with less than 5,000 miles on it. So what are you waiting for? These are not going to last. Go to Cherry Hill Volvo today, right on Route 70, the region's most accessible Volvo dealership and the only Volvo dealership that stands with us at Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. And whether you want to do a beautiful SUV, a certified pre-owned, or the Care by Volvo lease program, where you're able to get take advantage of getting a new Volvo every five months, Judith We'll make sure you get the absolute best incentives, aggressive incentives. That's what they're known for, finding you the absolute best price. And during their renovation, they're doubling down. So go see them today. Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill is where relationships matter. Rich Seoli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st.
Toyota, let's go places.